0: previously
1: on Magula. Bradley, Quinn, and Inverna finished clearing out the fortress Axholm after a life-threatening battle with a Banshee. Quinn managed to keep Bradley alive, and the trio found a bit of treasure before deciding to head back to Phandalin. Before they could depart, however, Quinn's horse, Roach, was killed by the Dragon of Icespire Peak, right in front of him. Now the trio must face Cryovane, the dragon whether they're ready or not. My name is Thorne George. My name is Luke Job. And this is Modular. The podcast where we take you through the modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the fifth edition of D&D. That's right. These are the pre-written stories made by the
0: folks who run D&D. We didn't write them. We're here to run them for you. And why would we do that, Thorne? Well, Luke, maybe you're a DM who's thinking about running a particular campaign and you want to get a feel for how it plays. Maybe you're a player who's already been in this particular campaign and you want to reminisce on the good old days. Maybe you're just on the toilet and you need something to listen to while you, you know, viciously, aggressively void your bowels. Oof.
1: And while you're pinching that loaf, you should be warned. Each of our episodes or will take Or splurting
0: on... that girt. <laughs> Each of our episodes will take on a part of
1: these pre-written adventures. Each of our episodes will take on a part of these pre-written... <laughs> that, that means there are major spoilers for the key plot points of each story we're running.
0: And Luke, there's another warning we should offer them.
1: That's right. Thorin Modular is not a podcast for children. As you just heard, the word splurt at Gert. It contains explicit language and adult themes. You know the ones. So please be aware of these not-so-kid-friendly themes. <laughs>
0: And without further ado,
1: welcome to Modular and our session 13 of Dragon of Ice Fire Peak. <laughs> he doesn't make a sound he doesn't call out for roach he just seems to be in a blind fit of rage Inverna in your ear is shouting at you Bradley to do something but in this moment you're kind of stunned
0: yeah I'm imagining it like you know how in war movies how there'll just be the high-pitched ringing and then it'll be like, there. The, everybody else is muffled in the background and there's like the shell shock, you know? Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's exactly how I'm imagining uh, Bradley is right now. That shell shock is cut short
1: when the dragon lunges out towards Quinn, bites into his leg, lifts him up into the air, in an instant tosses him into the air, and as he's falling, instead of just letting him fall to the ground, the dragon's claw comes around, snags him from midair, and slams him onto the ground. You know immediately he is knocked unconscious. The dragon, Cryovane, puts one of its long claws right at the base of Quinn's eye, looks at you, Bradley, and says,
0: You two, let's have a little negotiation. What do you want? Give me every gold coin you own,
1: and I'll let the little one live.
0: What use for gold do you have? Hmm.
1: Why would an ant question the motives? Of a man. Why would you... Question me?
0: Fine. And I pull out my gold pouch of 371. And I toss it to him.
1: He looks to Inverna and says...
0: You too. Give me everything you have.
1: Inverna looks at you and she says... Bradley. She shakes her head and she throws the gold. He kind of grins at this, and he says,
0: Good little kittens. Now your friend doesn't die. I just get a trophy. And he applies
1: menial pressure. No. And you see Quinn's eye is just popped out of his head. And the dragon kind of scoops it, takes to the skies scoops your gold as he kind of flies towards you and then immediately up. The two of you are kind of staggered as the wind hits you. Quinn is on the ground now missing
0: an eye. I'm going to go over to him and cast a uh, second level cure wounds so he doesn't, you know, bleed out. Okay. Uh, he also regains let's see 8 plus 4. He regains 12 hit points.
1: You rush over to him, sliding in the snow, you pick him up, and his little body is cradled in your arms. This this little halfling man that you know has always tried to tried to look out for you, it seems. You feel how limp he is, you feel some breaks in his bones. Uh, his his left leg is, is bleeding profusely, his eyes bleeding profusely. You cast cure wounds, you see that. And that leg starts to heal up. You see the eye stops bleeding, but it's still an empty socket. And Quinn kind of looks at you. Mr. Cobb, Ka- Ka- where, are- where are you? What? And as he turns, he says, What? What the f- What the f- What the, f- what the And he begins to sob in your arms as he realizes what has happened, as half of his world Has been taken from him.
0: I just, uh... I just hold him. I hold him close and I say, it's okay. It's okay. You're alive. That's what's important right now. He...
1: Kind of pulls away from you and he says... Let's just
0: get... Let's get the fuck out of here. Don't... Don't... Yes, I agree. Let's go home. Inverna... Inverna, you put him on your horse. I'll walk
1: behind you. She nods to that and she says um, absolutely. She she kind of just picks him up. He struggles at that. He, he kind of squirms and she says just stay still. Alright. Just just calm down. She puts him on the horse. She gets on her horse and uh, the two of them begin to trot along and you're walking behind. Make me a
0: perception check. Okie dokie. Let's use the blue dye. I don't use that enough. It's going to be, I believe, 18. Yeah, it's 18. A horse is riding up behind you.
1: You turn to see what looks like a very pale woman in this kind of icy blue cloak. There's a lot of snow on it uh, from the storm. You don't recognize this woman. She just rides up next to you and she says, Is, is he all right, the little one? I saw what happened. Is, is, he, is he going to live?
0: Yes, he should. There's a healer in town. We should be able to get him situated just right. Good. She kind of looks at you. Make me an insight check. Insight. Oh, whoops. (laughs) Missed that. That's going to be 17 plus 5, so what, 22? This woman
1: glares at you. She doesn't seem to be entertained or or really impressed by you at all. Uh, She kind of turns on her horse and she rides off. Who are you? In the opposite direction. Roll me a persuasion check. Persuasion.
0: 19
1: plus 7. She doesn't seem inclined to want to tell you that, but it's almost a natural instinct, right? Just to kind of answer that question. She just kind of calls out to you and says, Name's Runa. And she keeps riding on.
0: Have I heard that name before?
1: You have heard that name before.
0: That's the lady who gave uh, Sister Grayley the black eye.
1: Yep. But as you're kind of piecing that together, you see she rides off into the storm. Fuck. Oh, God. You immediately kind of get a chill down your spine. Like, has this woman been watching you? I'm going to run after her. She's on horseback. Okay, I'm going to... Try and follow her. Okay. Uh, I need you to make me an athletics check, and then I also need you to make me a survival check to try and track her.
0: Athletics is <laughs> not that great. It's going to be eight, and then survival is a dirty 20. Okay. You are
1: struggling to to really move. It's six inches of snow on the ground. Um, picking up your feet is is getting a little more difficult uh, your feet are getting cold you were able to track her her horse's footsteps uh, for quite some time how far do you want to go because you're not gonna catch her but you could just keep tracking her if you wanted that's
0: that's a good question how far do I want to follow her I'm gonna say, I'm gonna I'm gonna give up after like 30 minutes I'll say okay
1: well then I'm gonna tell you the general direction you ended up going in Okay, Axeholm, where you were, is due south of Phandalin. It's just further south than Umbridge Hill. You passed Umbridge Hill on the way here, which you remember. Yeah. So to the right of that, a.k.a. the east, would be Nomengard. To the left, the west, would be the Dwarven Mine. Okay. She seems to be heading east towards Nomengard, but then she wraps back north like she's like she's heading towards Fandolin but just east of it. It's it's it gets rather mountainous quickly. You realize after 30 minutes of tracking that she's on horseback, you're not going to catch her. You could try and just keep following her and hope that she's going to stop sometime. I mean, it's it's about night. Uh but that would be dangerous for you because it's so cold. You don't have a horse. Your shoes are getting wet. you're, uh, your whole body's wet. You're starting to ache. And so now that you've kind of wrapped back north, you're actually not too far from Phandalin if you just want to move due west.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to head due west to Fandelin now.
1: You arrive in Phandalin well past sunset, walking on foot, kind of coming into town. There's that thin layer. There's been fog this whole time, honestly. Uh, and there's there's been snow coming down. As you come into town... Nobody's out on the streets what do you want to do?
0: I'm gonna go back to that house where I found sister where sister Grayley took me because mm-hmm. um, I gotta go I gotta go talk to her immediately
1: okay you walk over to her hut knock 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 on the door she opens it only a moment later she kind of uh, is wrapped in a blanket to keep warm and she says oh yes uh Bradley uh, you, you need to see me about something I, I, I was going to come find you in the morning.
0: Yes, no. That woman, Runa, who gave you the black eye.
1: Runa Voktotir, yes.
0: Yes, she's close by. Uh, she's just east of here.
1: Bradley, I-, I was going to come find you and tell you that uh, north of here, in-, in Neverwinter Wood, I believe someone you might know from your past was also here. Uh, a Lairbuel Finaster.
0: yes. I know I, I heard from a Harbin's brother, Tybor interesting well, it seems the two are in league. it does it seems that I must face down some of my demons from my past
1: well it- it's... oh,
0: we also got face to face with the dragon.
1: she says yes, yes, I'm aware I-, I was wondering if you would make it back to town. um I saw Inverno ride in um. A little over an hour ago, with, with Quinn on horseback, and he did not look good, Bradley.
0: No, he is not good. I was actually... I know you're just posing as... <laughs> I know you're just posing as a, as a churchwoman, but I was actually hoping if you had any healing powers on you. Uh, I, I, I bandaged the eye already. He's, he's resting okay, at, well, at the inn. Listen... I appreciate it.
1: There's... there's there's too, there's too much going on and, and not enough hands to help. Okay. All right, all right. First off, the dragon. Uh, the dragon must be dealt with, but I think there's a powerful ally you could try and recruit to help you. His name is... F- Whom? His name is Falcon. He...
0: He owns a hunting lodge. Yeah. It never went to wood. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, northeast of here... Um, It would take you, on horseback, it would still take you uh, two days to arrive, but he could help you, but he he wouldn't necessarily be inclined.
0: I mean, if he's our best shot, he's our best shot. I must head there immediately.
1: Alright, alright, listen. Riding in the night could be dangerous. I,
0: I don't know... These. Riding in the night could be dangerous. We have. Not only do we have two people who want revenge on me and will stop at nothing to ruin my life, <laughs> and we have a fucking dragon. I think I can take riding in the night. She.
1: She kind of holds up her hands and she says, All right, Bradley, I, I didn't mean to upset you.
0: I mean, it's not. <laughs> There's just a lot of stress right now, you know? <laughs> I understand completely. All right. Best of luck to you. She
1: kind of pats your hand. She says... I, Thank you. I,
0: By chance, do you have any extra blankets?
1: She she thoroughly wraps you up, um, gives you a nice good coat, wraps you up. Um, when you go and fetch Seagull, she, she's she got some extra blankets on Seagull
0: as well. Thank you. For everything, sister. I truly am appreciative. Uh, of course, Bradley. Listen, um, please be
1: safe. You're, you're going it alone to Falcons, and Inverna said that in the morrow, if you didn't see her tonight, she was immediately heading back to Axholm to try and fortify it. Um, I know also Dobin Norris decided to head towards uh, a, a barrow of some sort to try and find some legendary sword that, that Harbin told him about. Uh, I, I don't know if that's going to pan out the way he thinks, but... It could be useful. If if you, Dobin with some truly magical sword and Falcon, could work together, perhaps even with Inverna, the four of you might stand a chance against the dragon. I, I, I fear to say this, but your friend Quinn may be out
0: of commission. I understand. Make sure he rests while I'm gone, please. I, I, I most certainly will. Um,
1: out of game, there are three... Late campaign missions, just like there, there are three starting and three mid-tier. and I have given one of them, like last time, I've given one of them to Dobin North. Um, I'm gonna put up another YouTube video about it. It's called the Dragon Barrow. It's a pretty simple fetch quest uh, to go get this dragon slain sword. Um so that's where that's where Dobin has gone. So yeah, it looks like you're taking off in the night, yeah. You ride on
0: I'm gonna ride as far as I can and then I'm gonna rest.
1: You are exhausted. You're you're cold, but the the new blankets Sister Greeley have given you have kinda kept you warm. Um you didn't stop by the inn or anything, did you? No. Okay. Uh you have you have a sinking feeling that Elsa is worried about you, that Inverna's worried about you, that Quinn's worried about you. But you've gotta do what's best. For them, and if there's someone who can help you defeat the dragon, then you know that's your that's your best option. You ride until you hit the tree line of Neverwinter Wood. You stop. You and Seagull rest together, kind of huddled up together, um, blankets draped over both of you. In the morning, snow is covering both of you, but you're actually packed in pretty tight. You're nice and warm. You get up. Everything's a little bit wet, but uh, there is some sunshine some chance of warmth. You look around. You're, you're near the, the trail that you took to get to Butterskull Ranch, and you kind of remember how hard you rode then and the, the, the minimal stakes, now that you think about them, uh, that were in that situation. And now the stakes are so much higher. I mean, you've seen Cryovain in action. He made quick work of Quinn you know you have to keep going as you're entering neverwinter wood you see two riders on horseback and one of them calls out and says oh my god yeah it's the singing man hello <laughs> the, the other one oh my god i never thought i would see them and <laughs> the other one says oh yeah look rabaya uh, or wilhelm i don't remember which is which um it, it's 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 our friend mr copper Uh, Hello, Mr. Kaba. what are you doing? Uh,
0: I'm heading to the falcon hunting lodge. Oh, my goodness. Do you think you can lead me there?
1: Well, uh, no, can't do that. But we can give you some very detailed directions. We actually just got back from there. We love it when he takes us out. He's so handsome. Uh, Oh, you stop it, Rabiah. He is handsome, though. Uh, We killed some squirrels. We had very much fun. Hey, listen, if you're going to see him, you should bring him this. And they pull out a bottle of wine. And they toss it to you and they say, he'll let you stay for free if you bring him wine. He, he is a wine connoisseur, as they say. So listen, um, enjoy your time with him, okay, because he's very fun. Uh, you know, uh, I like to think a little flirty. Oh, you stop it. He is flirting with me, not you. Uh, and <laughs> the two of them <laughs> kind of giggle back and forth uh, like little school children. But they've given you this bottle of wine. They also lay out some very detailed directions. They know that Neverwinter would is hard to navigate, as you remember from trying to get to the loggers' yeah. camp. Luckily for you, Falcon has actually made some very discreet symbols and trees to lead people to his lodge. And they, okay. they kind of give you uh, the know-how to keep an eye out for them. Now that you know that, it's not too hard to make it through these woods. And towards the end of your second day's ride... You see a thin fog surrounds a fortified compound, standing in a clearing on the east side of a narrow river. A ten-foot-high log palisade surrounds the compound, whose main building is a two-story stone and wood affair with a high-pitched roof, gables, window shutters, and a stone chimney. Attached to the main building is a blocky tower of gray stone. It's high-roofed lined with battlements. Other structures include a two-story stable house and a gatehouse whose flat roof is enclosed by iron railings. A stone bridge spans over the river, ending before an oaken door set into the gatehouse's outer wall. Mounted next to the door is a bell with a short rope hanging from its clapper, begging to be rung. I'm going to ring it. As you ring it, it takes a second, you see... uh a door kind of opens, and there is an older figure, kind of hunchback man, walking towards the gatehouse. Um, and he says, "Oh, you—you you must have come to visit the the hunting lodge. Is that correct?"
0: "Yes. Are you Falcon?"
1: "What? God, <laughs> uh, you must not know anything about Falcon. No, I'm—I'm I'm Corwin. Uh, let me let you in." And kind of walks over. This guy is obviously just some some handyman. Uh, okay. He he opens up, kind of lifts this bar from the gate and swings it open. And you see a little kid kind of skips jauntily towards you. And he says, "Um." The old man says, "All right, pal. Can you please take Mister
0: Copper?" Bradley Copper. Can
1: you take Mr. Copper here to the guest house? I'll go and fetch Falcon. Pell kind of nods, and he, he kind of just waves for you to follow him. <sighs> Thank you. It's. Do we have to go back outside? Can we stay in here for a little bit? <laughs> um, technically, you are still outside right now. Oh, okay. You're, you're like in... You just crossed over this little bridge. You're going through uh, this kind of gatehouse, and now you're in essentially a large yard, right? So this is like a, this is like a little okay. complex. And um, it's it's a very quick walk. You get dropped off, uh, not dropped off, the little kid's staying with you. Uh, and from his kind of hand gestures and the way he's like going about communicating with you non-verbally, you're kind of realizing this kid's probably mute. Um, he takes you into what looks like a very nice guest house. And lets you drop off your things. And while you're doing that, he he kind of motions for Seagull. But he looks at you like, is it okay if I take your horse?
0: Yes. Yes, please. Seagull needs just as much rest as I do. He, uh, he takes your
1: your horse, Seagull, uh, down to the furthest southern end. You're at the northern end of this yard. He takes it to the southern end of the yard. Puts him in a stable. And once you kind of come out of your your guest house... He kind of motions for you to follow him again. You see seagulls now eating some hay, and seems kind of happy. Okay, good, <laughs> good. <laughs> he walks you into this large main complex. You walk through what is essentially a kitchen. This this rather large kitchen uh, seems like Corwin, the old man, has kind of come back in here, is starting to cook. The little kid walks you through that, and walks you through a pantry, like you're kind of coming in the side door. And he brings you into uh, what looks like a trophy hall, but also a dining room. And you to get here, you kind of go up some stairs. So now you know you're on the second floor. Okay. A rather, rather tall dude walks in. Uh, he looks like he's about six foot six He's six foot six fucking big and he's, he's, he's broad, uh, dude looks fucking scary. He looks at you and he says, uh,
0: oh, you my new guest. Oh, my name's Falcon. Falcon. It's nice to meet you. He, I've heard a lot about you from Wilhelm and Rabbi. R.
1: Yeah, no, those two really, uh, love to spend time with me. Um, I mean, they're good paying customers. I take them out there. They never even want to go for big game, so it's not too hard to pen a few squirrels and have them you know get a get a bit of time outside. They really enjoy it now that it's been snowing a lot though kind of early for the season uh, I don't think they'll be coming back for for quite some time but yeah they they've they've paid me a bit of money to take them out um and and
0: you here for a hunting trip as well in a way yes <laughs> um but f- first uh this is for you, and I hand him the bottle of wine. Oh,
1: man, after my own heart, you must have heard the tales. Yeah, man, you know, you can stay here for free as long as you bring me a bottle of wine, but a hunting trip will cost you more, but still, now my premises are yours, uh, and I, I, he looks at it and he says, nice vintage, I will enjoy this
0: immensely. Uh, so what brings you here? You know, my, uh, my uncle owns a vineyard near Sekomber on the Dilimbeer River.
1: Oh, is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's very, it's very, it's finest wine and water deep.
1: Wow, well, I, uh, sounds
0: seems like I need to take a little trip south. Oh, absolutely. Tell him I sent you and he'll give you a, honestly, he'll probably give you a full cask for free. <laughs> My gods.
1: Well, uh, what's, uh, I missed your first name there, mate. What is it? Bradley. Bradley Copper. Bradley, it's yes. it's a real pleasure to meet you. I mean I yeah, I, I appreciate anybody that, that knows their
0: wine, so absolutely. Well I'm I'm a bard by trade, it's part of my job. Oh really? <laughs> wow. Well, yes. well maybe
1: uh after dinner you can sing us a little ditty.
0: Yes, but On uh, onto pressing matters. Right. Uh, I'm certain you've heard about this dragon. Uh I haven't actually. There's a there's a dragon. You, you haven't heard about the white dragon that's been terrorizing all of this area? that never went to Wood Area. Says I've got my
1: own troubles actually. Uh, don't have much time for for dragons. I mean, maybe I heard of a sighting, but it hasn't bothered me. I've got some some orcs. A lot of orcs in the woods lately. Uh, ugly brutes, and they've really preoccupied me. Uh, so no, I haven't heard of a dragon. Did you did you come here to to talk about dragons specifically with me? No, I actually what's going on with these orcs? Uh well How have
0: they been troubling you?
1: Well the orcs, uh they appear to be in league with some half orcs that dwell southeast of here, still in the wood, uh freaky fellas, they dress in cloaks. Uh these half orcs are often seen in the company of a of these little stick creatures known to creep about these woods. All in all, they're a very nasty lot. I think they, uh, I think they might have even terrorized the loggers camp west of here. I, uh, I got news from- th- I'm quite familiar with that loggers camp.
0: Wait, are you- All the loggers are dead.
1: Yes, no, are you the one, are you the one that took care of those beasts for, those, those monstrosities for Tybor? Yes, yes, I am the same. That is incredible. Yeah, he never gave me the name, but he did say it was a bod. Wow, Bradley, it is really a pleasure to meet you. Uh, you have kind of naturally followed him to take a seat at the dinner table, uh, and now you're being served some... what looks to be some sort of like chicken noodle soup, uh, some some bread, Oh, and, thank fucking God I need that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah some, some warm food. He says, all right, so... Yeah, it sounds like maybe you would know something about, about the Half-Orcs.
0: I mean, you tell me what you know, and I'll tell you what I know. I know the Half-Orcs are part of the cult of Talos, the Storm God. And I know they're... I don't really know why they're doing what they're doing, I just know that they're terrorizing the entire Sword Coast right now. Alright, so they're they're cultists. Uh, I don't know
1: how much you know about my past there, Bradley, but I fucking hate cultists, alright? when the the tyranny of dragons was going on uh i put an arrow through a few i don't know dozen cultists probably more uh the the dragon cultists of course that that
0: oh yes of course right yeah you kn- I'm quite I'm, I'm familiar i was in Neverwinter at the time but we all too knew well we all knew well you know the consequences of course
1: yeah uh
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, so, if they're
1: fucking cultists... Alright, well, uh, these cultists, as you say, uh, they dwell in a ruined stone manse, overgrown with vines. It's roughly ten miles from here. Uh, I've been scouting them out, and tales say that the manse was built by a scholar who studied the elven ruins scattered throughout these woods, but I don't think they've got anything to do with that, if, if you're right about these Talos allegations. I've been scouting them, and I've killed one of them. Um, they're planning something. And you may be just the man I need to help me stop them. I would be very
0: akin to helping you stopping them.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I've got something in it for you, too, if you're willing to help. I've got a nice pair of boots of elven kind that you could have.
0: That'd be very nice, actually. But I do have a proposition for you that I'll speak to you about when I come back from dealing with these cultists. All right. Yeah, that
1: sounds that sounds great to me. Uh Bradley, are you planning on heading out there tonight or would you like to rest and, and go in the morning? I mean,
0: I I may as well head out there tonight. I'm, I'm I'm spry. You know, I got I got a good night's rest last night. A little bit chilly, but <laughs> I should be good to go. Right. Well. Uh got But do you mind if I leave my horse here? He deserves it. He deserves the rest. Oh yeah, of course. He can. He can stay with
1: mine. Uh, my good old uh, Vitorius, Of course, uh, best horse there. Vittorious. That's a good name. Thank you. Yeah, he's he's great. Very good horse. He's a great animal. Um, uh, if you're going out there alone, Bradley, you should probably have this just in case. And he gives you a potion of healing. Nice.
0: All right. Okay, so you're ready to head out? I'm ready to head out. So after dinner, you know, I get up, I, you know, brush the crumbs off of me, I stand out of my ch- uh, you know, I get up and brush the crumbs off of me and I thank them for the meal, I say thank you for your hospitality, I'm very, very much appreciative of it. Of course,
1: yeah, well it sounds like you've you've done good for Tybor. I mean, man's a bit of a coward, but he, he helps out. Oh, absolutely. His brother, the same. <laughs> oh, yeah, down in Fandolin, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, don't don't go down there too much. Uh, got, you know. Well, uh, my ex is there actually. Uh, oh, y- who's your ex? Ah, uh, y- you may not know her. Uh goes by uh, Sister Gorele now. Not when I knew her. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I actually, I, I know her. Um. Yeah, she's she's a great gal. Just didn't work out, you know. The pa- understandable passion of a dragon war, right? It's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> yes, give some surprise. Understandable. But, um, he sends you on your
0: way, kind of gives you directions. What's the name of the god of luck again? Uh, Timora. Timora. Um, as I'm walking along the path or whatever to this ruin, I look up in the sky and I say, Timora, I don't know if I believe in you, but I have, you know, donated to your cause. A couple of times now, I'd say generous sums. If ever you were to bless anyone with luck, please let it be me. You gain
1: a point of inspiration. Also, forgot to mention this. Cryovain did take all of your gold, but upon you seeing Sister Greyle, she paid you 125
0: gold. Oh, nice. I was thinking about that, but it also didn't seem very important at the time.
1: So you are nearing this... this manse... Uh, from the west okay uh, it you're kind of winding down this road and it, a manse you know is just kind of a like a, a holy man or a scholar's mansion right and it is yeah. certainly overgrown uh, with vines but following a trail through the woods you come to a foggy clearing in the midst of which stands a crumbling two-story manse all but hidden beneath thorny ivy. The large house is set atop a six foot high stone foundation and the main entrance has a balcony above it. Pumpkins grow wild in patches around the manse, with several wild boars feeding among them. The boars snort with contempt as you draw near.
0: Can I do a, I guess, nature or perception to see if I recognize any of the boars?
1: Yeah. Why don't you, uh... Yeah, why don't you roll nature? Nature? Okay. Okay. I got a 7. <laughs> no idea. Boars, boars kind of hard to tell. They they all just kind of watch you, all these boars. Um kind of studying you, but otherwise nothing's going on here. Okay. So you were you were on the west side of this in this building, pumpkin patches, and you see some stairs, like wide stairs, wide set of stairs leading up to double doors.
0: Is there a way I can stealthily Well, I kind of want to scope out the place first. TBH. Okay. Yeah, what do you want to do? I kind of want to, like, walk around the sides and, like, study it and see if I see anything of note. you want to go to the north or the south? Let's go south first. Okay. Walking south,
1: make me perception check. 22. There are a lot of windows you could certainly peek through. You see six windows, um... That yeah, you could try and peek into if you would like, and all the all the boars are kind of moving away from you as you walk around.
0: Okay, um, I want to peek. I want to stealthily peek into one of the windows. So I'm gonna roll a stealth check. Okay, it's gonna be 16. Do you want to do a window on the left or a window on the right? Which one's closer?
1: Uh, left would be closer to you. Then I'm gonna go left, because I, d- I didn't learn my lesson from the farmhouse. You end, like... you peer in. What used to be some sort of laboratory lies in ruins. Its furnishings broken and heaped against the walls. In the middle of the room, painted on the floor with mud, is a ten-foot-wide symbol depicting three lightning bolts joined at their tips, like you've seen so many times
0: before. There's also... These fucking cultists are quite fond of their symbolism, aren't they?
1: There's also the door that leads into here has been kind of smashed down. Um... You, make uh well you already know it's a, a symbol of Talos. Make me another stealth check. Another stealth check. Yeah. <sighs> Ten. A half-orc in robes, black robes, walks into this room and does not notice you, peering in through the window. Oh fuck! He Holy he 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 comes to this circle on the ground, and it looks like he's performing a ritual. Where the lightning bolts converge, this half-orc wearing hide armor performs an eerie dance while consuming the entrails of what appears to be a dead possum. Standing around the half-orc, all of a sudden, are several small twig figures. There there seem to be three of these things, these little twigs. And... Why don't you go ahead and make me a religion check? 21. This is some sort of angry ritual. Uh, You can kind of hear some chanting. Do you happen to speak Orcish?
0: Let me check. I don't think so, but let me check. Nope.
1: This, This is just some sort of destruction ritual, it seems like. But as you're looking at these little twigs, there's the three of them. They're not little stick figures like you thought they were. They're they're actually kind of moving and swaying. That's, that's what you see is going on in here. You know, the guy seems
0: pretty distracted. I'm definitely going to duck out of the window and uh, keep heading uh, t- uh, towards the other side of the
1: mansion.
0: Uh, m- ke-
1: you want to check out these next set of windows? Yeah. All right. Go ahead and roll me another stealth check. 21. You look in through these windows, and this room was once a bedchamber, kitchen, and dining room rolled into one. Four beds stand alone against the south wall, with shuttered windows and nightstands between each of them. Against the west wall are four wardrobes and a cabinet full of plain dishware and cutlery. Four chairs surround a small dining table in the northeast corner, and a trestle table, strewn with pots and cooking utensils, stands near a blackened fireplace. All the furnishings are made of wood. The ceiling in the southwest corner of the room has collapsed, filling the area below with debris and leaving a jagged hole through which the room above is visible. But from where you are, you can't really see what's going on up there.
0: Can I see anyone in this room? Nobody in here. I definitely want to go check, up the, check out the upstairs.
1: Okay. That's going to require getting in here. Uh, and th- these windows are not like sliding windows. These are like built into the walls, so you're going to have to look for a door now.
0: That staircase that leads to the double doors would that? Would I assume that leads to the second floor?
1: No, you would. You that would lead you to the ground floor. You're like you're kind of like having to like step up on stuff to look into these windows.
0: Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. So it's a little
1: bit elevated.
0: Um, I'm gonna keep going around then. Okay.
1: You go around back to the east side of the manse. You don't see any boars. Uh, you kind of walk along. You also don't see any windows, but you do finally <sighs> come to a door.
0: I am I'm going to enter it. I want to stealthily enter it. Okay. Do you need me to make another stealth check? Yes. Or actually, can I do a perception first to see if it's trapped? Make me an investigation check. Investigation. Okay. 19. <laughs> 19, no traps on this door. Cool then I'm going to stealthily try and enter it. Go ahead and roll a stealth check. 21.
1: You creak open this door so quietly, let yourself in. You kind of immediately feel the warmth of the manse getting out of the snow. You're in what is very clearly a dining room, very lowly lit, but you have dark vision. The walls are covered with crude drawings and blood that depict boars chasing stick figure humanoids. There is a fireplace on the south side of the room, uh, no fire in it. The the actual dining room table and chairs have all been like smashed to pieces. And you see on the mantelpiece there are two of those little stick figure blights.
0: They have uh those little twigs. They have not seen you. Is it right for me to assume? the boars are eating these twig blights from these crude drawings? You you couldn't tell that for sure. Couldn't tell that for sure? Okay. Interesting. So, also,
1: if you're trying to move around, you see there's a door to the north and a door to the south. And the, the door to the south... Oh, and then also you can just keep walking into what looks like another room straight ahead. The door to the south, though, is right next to the, the little twigs... The door to the north is, like, kind of off out of their vision. And then if you want to go straight, you're going to walk right in front of them.
0: I'm going to go to the door to the
1: north then. Okay. You walk into what is very clearly a kitchen, and kind of stepping in here, you see that there is another door to your left, but otherwise nothing of interest.
0: I want to peek in that door, but remembering the dwarven uh, the ruins of Ax... Ax... Axholm mm-hmm. Axcard card. Um... It's probably just a pantry, so I'm just going to take a quick peek in there. It's a pantry. So that's all there is in here, is in this kitchen? Yep. Cool. Then I'm going to have to... Fuck. I'm going to have to go back through that other door. The one that was on my left. Alright, I need you to make me a stealth check.
1: Sixteen. The little twig blights seem to kind of be making little squeaking sounds, and they're kind of talking to each other. You sneak past them without a problem. You open up the door. Door to what appears to be sort of a... Oh, you're going to have to help me with the word I'm looking for here. Like a, like a sunroom, right? Like it's a bunch of... Okay. Um, but from the outside, it looks like a wall. But these are windows. Like, and it would usually let a lot of sun in here, except it's dark. Stone steps lead down to a flagstoned indoor courtyard that has a pillared arcade to the east. Seven windows on the upper level overlook the courtyard, in the middle of which is a five-foot-wide stone well with thick vines erupting from it. Guttural snorts and yells erupt from the southeast corner of the manse, signaling the presence of orcs nearby.
0: And you don't speak orcish. No. Like, how nearby are they? Like, would I have time to react and, like, hide? Yes, absolutely.
1: Um... How deep is this well? That You would not be able to drop it into the well. There's like essentially like a tree growing out of it.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
1: But you, um... you're realizing
0: that the snorts are coming from above you. Oh, from above me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Are there any other doors or anything leading from this room? Yes. Uh, if you want to try and hide,
1: you could go back the way you came. You see there's another door off to your right. There's a door to your south, which directionally you understand is the ruined room you saw peeking in the second set of windows. And then there's also a door further to the left of that. That is probably... I'm going
0: to head to the to the south room.
1: Okay. Go ahead and make me a stealth check.
0: 20. Not natural. You
1: managed to sneak back into that library, uh, or or rather Apprentice's room, that kind of was a destroyed library, without uh, them really noticing. You you already know everything that's in here, but as you kind of put your ear to the door, you hear there's a lot of commotion where you just were. Uh, Do you want to
0: try and peek out and see what's going on? Is there a way I can, like. You know how in. You know how in the movie Signs he puts the knife under the door so he can look at the aliens? Yeah. Is there a way that I can do that? Because I do have a dagger. Make me a stealth and a perception check. Stealth is. 14. Perception is. 22. You do
1: that, and you see that there are four orcs with great axes on their backs kind of roaming around this room looking for you. Like, you just snuck out immediately. They obviously dropped down. They didn't walk around, like, downstairs. They just leapt down. Also, you see that there are five of those little twigs kind of walking around. And you see that hooded half-orc, and he kind of says, It's no matter! I must continue the ritual. If there's someone here, you need to find them. And he walks out of the room. So, looking to you like there's nine enemies.
0: Fuck. Fuck! I gotta I gotta fucking take them out Batman-style, one at a time. Okay. Is there a way that I can bar this door without making too much noise? Would be tough. It would require another stealth check. And there's
1: two doors into this room, remember. Okay, well, what's where does the other door lead? It's back into the same exact.
0: Oh, so both it's, of the doors. It's okay, two okay, doors okay. on the
1: opposite sides of fire of a fireplace, but they both lead back into that kind of courtyard esque green
0: room. Are there any other doors in this room? No,
1: but there are windows.
0: I I mean I can't I can't take them all at once, because you said there's nine of them, minus the hooded, so that's eight people. No, there's ten total. Oh, ten to oh, okay. You... So there's okay. So there's nine of them. Yeah, there's yeah, five, five little
1: twigs and four orcs,
0: all patrolling. Yeah, I can't take them all at once. So I definitely want to like crawl under one of the beds. Okay. And kind of wait there until I hear that that room is clear. Okay. You crawl under a bed and.
1: Uh, You hear there's some orcish conversation going on that you you don't understand. It takes about five minutes, and then you hear one of the doors to the room you're in creak open, and some snorting as one of these orcs has walked in and is very clearly looking for you. Do you
0: just want to stay still? Yeah, I'm just going to stay still. Just going to silence my breath. Make a stealth check. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, man, I'm so nervous. (laughs)
1: Fifteen. You are trying to keep your breath as shallow as possible. Fuck. You have your hands clenched, and your feet are pulled up as high as you can bring them. My dagger is definitely still in my hands, though. Oh, absolutely. And you hear a... (sighs) As an orc lowers his head beneath the bed, looks you right in the eyes... He's starting to open his mouth. I'll give you one attack as a reaction oh, to him. Spotted. I'm gonna,
0: gonna stab, gonna shove my dagger right into his fucking mouth. Okay. Oh, fuck. Oh god. Ooh. Oh shit. That's gonna be eighteen to hit. Eighteen hits. Cool. That's eight damage. Eight damage.
1: Nice. Sounds like max damage with the dagger. It is a max damage with a
0: dagger. Alright, roll initiative. <sighs> fuck. Ah, oh, fuck! I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> Ooh. Ah. I got. I got 12 initiative. Okay.
1: Make me an athletics check. And remember, you have gauntlets of ogre power.
0: Yeah, I know. Oh, wait, what does that do? Your strength is a 19. Yeah, okay. So my athletics is a plus five. I got a ten.
1: This orc, using his full action, just yanks you out from under the bed, and you hear him in orcish just, (laughs) and he is obviously shouting for help. Uh, It is your turn, Bradley. You are on the ground prone. This guy is standing over you, about to pull his axe.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to... Wait, so he yelled that with my dagger in his mouth?
1: Oh, your dagger didn't stay in his mouth. Oh, uh, okay. You just stabbed him in the mouth. So it's, he's just bleeding out of his mouth.
0: And so that didn't do anything about his speech? Uh, no. Okay, cool. Um. Well, I'm going to use my... I'm going to just have my movement to... Stand up? Stand up. I'm going to pull out my mace, and I'm going to attempt to hit him with it. All right. I got a 17 plus 8. That hits. That's gonna be 8 damage. Uh you
1: knock him in the side of the temple and he collapses on the bed. Dead. Uh you have mere seconds I... if you're trying to hide again.
0: I uh, yeah, I wanna hide again. Alright. Like under like but like <sighs> on the other side of the room. Okay. Let's see. Let's study
1: this room and see where you could hide. Uh yeah, there's like um I mean there's there's four other beds in here, there's kind of this debris and rubble from from the hole in the in the ceiling, there's the fireplace. What do you like? You got seconds, Bradley.
0: Does the fireplace lead upwards anywhere? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go into the fireplace and try and like shimmy up some. All
1: right. Go ahead and roll me an athletics check. Athletics. And a stealth check. check.
0: Okay, I'll do stealth first. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, fuck. Stealth is 12. Okay, and then athletics. Athletics is uh, 14.
1: Okay, uh, you're shimmying up this chimney, and you kind of make it up, but then when you're looking back down, you've kicked a lot of soot down, and you hear Mm -hmm. some... uh, some other orcs kind of, and they are yelling. Uh, they know you're you're crawling out that chimney. You realize that this room you kind of come into was claimed by these four orcs. Um, they obviously had a lot more weapons, and they had a large whetstone in here. They were trying to sharpen weapons when you showed up but otherwise this is just a, a a guest room with a bunch of weapons in it and doors-wise you see that there's a set of double doors to your left and to your right there's a there's kind of this low balcony-esque thing where you can see back into the the courtyard you were just in what do you want to do
0: I mean I'm still inside the I'm still in the chimney right now
1: Right? Oh yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah. Technically, you're just looking into this room from the chimney. Cool.
0: Um, I want to climb up some. I want to I do an athletics check to climb up some, because I want one of them to come in here, and I want to jump. I don't want to drop down on top of them.
1: Like when they look in the chimney.
0: Yeah, like when they look in the chimney. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, roll me another athletics.
0: <sighs> Fuck
1: nine. All right, you get up a little bit. uh, You're able to shimmy up a little bit. You hear in just a few minutes, those double doors squeak open. And what I'm going to mechanically work with your nine. An orc peeks his head in the chimney, looking down, expecting you to be lower. Go
0: ahead and make me an attack roll with advantage. With advantage? Hoo-hoo-hoo. Cool. I, I'm going to just drop down. Or actually, I don't want to drop down yet. I'm just, like, am, like, how far from me is he? He's, like, three feet below you. Three feet below me? Okay. So a fall from here wouldn't even do that much. So I'm just going to pull out my rapier and kind of, like, just stab him okay. with it. So that's going to be an 18 to hit. All right, so you're, like, dropping, like, with the rapier facing down? Yeah, I'm, I'm not dropping yet. I'm still here. I'm just kind of, like you know stabbing downward. Okay, make
1: me an athletics check again to hold on to your to hold on to your <laughs> okay. position, but you do hit him.
0: Okay. Okay. So can I do damage? Yeah. So that's ooh, That's going to be 12 damage from that rapier. Oh
1: shit. Okay, you stab right into him. What's your athletics?
0: My athletics is
1: a 7. You stab into his into the back of his neck, gushing blood as you do 12 damage. You let go of your grip. You kind of plunge with him. You both fall back down to that ground floor, and you take one damage. He lands on his head. There's a sickening crunch as his neck breaks, and you just kind of fell onto him, and this dead orc is kind of stuffed in this chimney with you. (laughs) So you've now taken out two. You're now back downstairs. You are... I need a stealth check with disadvantage.
0: With disadvantage? Okay. That's fine. Okay, it's going to be a nine.
1: They Two orcs that were just upstairs in the room you were just kind of in, in the chimney of, they look down in this hole in the floor for them, which is the hole in the ceiling for you. They see that a bunch of soot just came out of the chimney. They kind of start shouting, and one of them just jumps down, taking two points of damage as he lands. Uh, roll initiative.
0: I thought I was already in initiative.
1: You, you can be in the same initiative if you want.
0: Yeah, yeah I want to be in the same initiative. Okay,
1: then uh, what do you do? You're stuffed in this chimney, kind of se- seated next to this dead orc, and you see a live orc holding a great axe is standing in the room, now looking right at you.
0: Hmm. How far from me is he?
1: He is 15 feet away from you.
0: 15 feet away, he needs to make a constitution saving throw as a cast a third level thunder wave at him. That is a 8 total. 8? Oh, he fails that. And he takes... Oh, hold on. 16 plus 11. He takes 27 damage?
1: What What does thunder wave look like when it kills someone?
0: Um, I mean, it's just a, <clears throat> so it's just like a, it's explained as a, as a 15 foot cube originating from me, um, of thunderous force. So I guess it just pushes him so hard back that he hits the wall and it kills him in, in, immediately. Like, like a spoiler.
1: I won't actually say the name, like spoiler, spoiler, spoiler from the spoiler and the winner spoiler.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly like that. That's actually what I was gonna say, but I didn't know if you'd seen it yet. Oh, I'd seen it. I just saw the newest episode. Okay. it's crazy. I haven't seen that one yet. So don't so it's my it. favorite episode so far. I feel they keep getting better. I think.
1: All right. Uh, you hear footsteps above you as the other orc clearly is running back down. You're just making this guy run up and down and down and down. You you do <laughs> see though entering the room are these two little one-foot-tall twiggy things. They kind of run in, and they rush you. Are you still sat in the chimney?
0: Yeah, I'd say I was.
1: Yeah, they just rush right into the chimney. Does an 11 hit you? Nope. Does a 19 hit you? Yep. One of them slashes at you and just kind of meets some of your leather armor. The other one... Deals you four points of damage as you feel it kind of stab into your boot right in between your toes.
0: How big are they? They're one foot tall. Oh, they're one foot tall? Okay.
1: Yeah. Um so those two guys just attacked you, it's back to your turn. Kind of sat in this in this chimney.
0: The one that stabbed me, I'm just gonna kick it.
1: <laughs> okay. Go ahead and roll I'm me just gonna kick it. Go ahead and roll me an unarmed attack.
0: That's seven to hit. Or seventeen to hit. Sorry. Seventeen is a hit. Yeah, and I just automatically do five damage.
1: Uh, yeah, you kick this thing's uh, head off. Cool. So that's that's one of those guys down. Uh, you hear that there's still an orc running, but he's not here yet. It's this twig's
0: turn again. I mean, three three of them are dead, so I'm not... Does a 15 hit you? 15 just hits me, yeah. This one
1: kind of leaps out at you and deals you another four points of damage as it scrapes into your inner thigh. Okay. Just...
0: It's your cool. turn again. Um, I'm gonna try and just break it in half like a stick. Okay. Unarmed attack? Yeah. So that's gonna be 19 to hit. That hits. Okay. And, you, and, and you, I just automatically do 5 damage. You break it in half. Cool. Uh... Is there anywhere for me to hide in this room? And this is back in
1: the... There's no hiding now. They're going to find you.
0: And by they, you mean the one orc.
1: Well, and there's also three other twig blights.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not really worried about them. I'm going to be honest with you.
1: So do you? what do you want to do? You want to just get out of the chimney? You want to try and crawl back up it?
0: Yeah, I want to try and crawl back up it.
1: All right. Uh, Well, you're in combat. You got 15 feet of movement crawling, so you just crawl back up. You, This orc finally arrives in the room you're in, looks up in the chimney. And... So right now, I mean that was your turn just to crawl up there. Yeah. So now he's running back upstairs again. Um you you have a moment in this in this chimney up at the top. You want to do anything?
0: Cool. Um, prepare
1: an action for when you see someone.
0: Yeah. When I see someone, I just want to drop onto them with my uh, rapier.
1: Okay. You wait for that. Uh, No one comes to the chimney. You are in the second... You're essentially in this room above. (laughs) Back up. You've just been going up and down and up and down this chimney. And the orc finally makes it in here. He did not ever look down again from the bottom of the chimney. He's at the top of the chimney. He's swinging at you with disadvantage because you're still in this chimney. Does a 13 hit you?
0: Nope.
1: The axe clobbers into the side of this stone chimney as some rubble kind of sp- like spews across your face. Three little twigs run in behind him and they all three are just essentially going to try and leap on you. That's a miss. That's a miss. And that's a miss. They all leap and just kind of cling onto you but don't actually do any damage to you. They're just kind of holding onto your clothes. What do you do?
0: Cool. I'm going to drop. So he's. So there's a way that I can drop down onto this floor, right, and not go all the way back to the bottom floor.
1: No, you would just you would just step out of the chimney now.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I'm just gonna step out of the chimney. Okay. And I'm going to cast a second level thunder wave, and I need all four of them to make Constitution saving throws. It's a ten, a ten. A 19,
1: and a 21 for the for the orc. Okay,
0: so two of them are going to take full damage, and uh, two of them are going to take half damage. Okay. Eight plus six is 14, plus three is 17, so half of 17 is... All of the twigs die immediately. Yeah. And this orc... Ha- Did the orc fail or, su- or succeed? You're saved. Oh, he saved? Okay, so he just takes half damage. He doesn't get pushed away from me, though. All
1: right, so that's eight damage to him. Okay, he kind of shudders and... Uh, he. This this orc doesn't even speak common. All of the twigs are eviscerated by the sound uh, as you let out this thunder wave. This orc swings his axe at you. And does a
0: 14 hit you? I'm going to use cutting words. Okay. Um, You're supposed to use that say, before you know the outcome of the roll. Oh my god! You, shut the fuck up. Go ahead. I'm gonna use cutting words. I'm going to say, uh, in my best mock orcish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it takes five from his hit, so he does not hit. Me. All right. He swings and kind of
1: hears the <laughs> and just fails to connect. His his axe <laughs> hits the stone floor kind of pull your foot away it's your turn again bradley
0: <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna try it with my rapier okay god bradley what a fucking racist piece of shit <laughs> does a does a 13 hit no
1: yes it does no. yes it does
0: oh it does okay so then that's gonna be six damage Okay, you
1: skewer him in the stomach. He is on death's door. He is going to try and swing his axe up at your face. And would you like to use cutting words
0: now that you know he's hit? Yeah, I'm going to use cutting words again. I'm going to say, hey, fuck you, buddy. (laughs) And that's going to take three from his roll. He
1: misses again. Uh, He swings. It's the exact opposite of last session. Your cutting words are actually working. He swings. He feels bad. Uh, you push your rapier further into his belly, and he dies. Bradley, if you don't feel like Batman right now, you totally should.
0: Oh, I feel exactly like Batman right now. Except Batman doesn't kill, you know. So mm, yeah,
1: he just he just beats up poor laborers for
0: criminals. Yeah. Now, have you seen that? Have you seen that TikTok where that guy goes, "Please spare me," and Batman goes. A lot of people think that I do this because, for good, I just like doing it because I like doing it. And he just beats the shit out of him. Oh my God. It's so funny. Sounds
1: about right. Okay, there's a, there's a um, set of open double doors, and you could also
0: jump back down into that. I need to go to the ritual room. So I'm going to drop back down. Uh, well, I'm going to try and like slide down, like put my hands and feet wide so I don't take the fall damage. All right, make me an athletics um, check. An athletics or check. acrobatics. Ooh, my acrobatics. I think is better. Let me double check though. They're the same. So I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm just gonna do the ath- acrobatics because I haven't really had an opportunity to do that yet. <laughs> it's gonna be a nine. Yeah, you you kind of fall down and
1: take five points of damage Suck. as as you kind of tweak your knee on the way down. When you okay, enter back into this courtyard. You see that the tree that is growing out of this well begins to move. These little green kind of twiggy things, different than the ones you saw before, begin to pour out of the well, just kind of chanting, We want your blood! We want your
0: blood! We want your blood! Modular is Thorin George as Bradley Copper and Luke Job as our DM. The story you heard today, as well as 99% of the characters, were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module, Dragon of Spire Peak. Our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music, and you can find his website link in the description of this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at ModThePod, join our private Facebook group at The Modular Podcast Fan Club, Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all at The Modular Podcast. Here's a quick shout-out to Elias Gonzalez, Christian George, and Michelle Kushnarenko, who all follow us on Facebook. If you want a shout-out, maybe you should follow us, too. You know, Just give it a shot. Why not? We put a lot of time and effort into this, myself especially, and we would love to hear any feedback you have. Any notes, any criticism, any, like, your favorite parts... Your favorite characters, your favorite voices, who you think is the funniest, and if you don't say it's me, well, then you're wrong, but just reach out to us. We love you guys, and we do this for you. New episodes come out every Tuesday, and until then, thank you for listening to Modular.